0: Hello, Hello Horror, horror fanatics. fanatics. I'm Frank
1: and I'm Jenna and we welcome you to our weekly podcast Oh, oh the horror. horror.
0: Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy.
1: If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe or follow to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts.
0: You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions to our email address uh, at address Yeah? Our email address at, at Oth at seriouslydecent.com. You can check out check out our website. <laughs> at OhTheHorrorPodcast.com and we're done folks I can't talk
1: words are hard uh,
0: creative director Dean is just cracking me up
1: hey I mean
0: he's, he's rare form
1: the heart wants what the heart wants he's,
0: he's rare form right now
1: and his heart wants not to do this
0: well yeah he does he just wants to be I think more integral Maybe. Can I be on the show?
1: We get a video and you Uh, would be on the show. He's
0: laying down now. He's a good boy. Is he? Yeah. (laughs) He is a good boy.
1: Yes, he is. It's
0: a nice day today.
1: It was a nice day today. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Did a lot today.
1: We did. We did nothing yesterday.
0: You know, (laughs) I look back at yesterday (laughs) and I don't regret it.
1: No regrets.
0: I do not regret yesterday one bit. We had one thing to do yesterday. Yep. And that was to go to mass at four. Yep. And you would turn to me and you go, well, looks like we're not going to mass. I'm like, why? What time is it? And you're like, three fifty nine. Yep. Yeah. It's like Yeah. All right.
1: Yeah. So no, we are not pulling that off.
0: Let's uh, <laughs> let's take Dean out for a walk. Yeah. And let's give just call it a wrap yeah uh, let's just call this
1: day a wrap
0: it was great
1: but we did finish up true blood
0: we did
1: i know we're late to the party i
0: understand folks that's why we didn't say anything yeah we uh we went through it yeah what's your thoughts now that it's wrapped up and over
1: (sighs) okay here's my big takeaway
0: before we get takeaways did you like it would you recommend it to someone else That's been in the dark for the last 10 years like us or 12, 15. I
1: mean, if you want Skinamax, sure, go ahead.
0: I think that was a running joke I had every episode. (laughs) Oh my God, I can't believe there's sex in this show.
1: Yeah, so I stand by it that Mm -hmm. I am all about the werewolves. Because if I'm being honest, if it wasn't for... Eric Northman, and Pam, the vampires, were pretty freaking lame on the show.
0: You know, I'm going to agree with you. Because Bill, Beal. Beal. Beal was, yeah. um, I, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. At all, no. ever. Yeah. And like, and he lost his shitty southern accent on like season <laughs> three.
1: <laughs> and he got it back at the end. In like season seven, he brought it back. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I didn't get Eric Northman and Pam and Pam were yeah. my favorites in the whole series. Oh, I love me
1: some Lafayette, though.
0: Yeah, definitely, he's <laughs> good. And um, I, I definitely got to go with Stackhouse. I mean, like, yeah, he played <laughs> he the did. dumb, good-looking Southern dude to a T.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. No notes.
0: No notes. I think he just went into that like, "Hold my beer." He's
1: like, "I got this." Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's, it's just great. It was a good show.
1: It was a good show. I, 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 I know you had issues with the vampire lore, and
0: well, yeah, the conversion w- of a vampire mm-hmm. that was the most complex I've ever seen it. <laughs> Because I, I love me some vampire shows. I've seen a you lot do. of them.
1: You do. You lean heavily toward vampires, whereas mm, I lean yeah. heavily toward werewolves. Yeah, yeah. That's why Underworld works for us. We mm-hmm. each get a little something-something.
0: Yeah, I get a lot of something.
1: You do get a lot of something. Because, yeah. I, mean, I
0: mean, I get vampires and I get Kate Beckinsale, which is...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. you do.
0: That That just works for me.
1: And the lichens are pretty badass.
0: They are though. I yeah. think the lichens in Underworld I think were the best. Period.
1: They're in the any best show. representation of werewolves. Oh, it was great. Yeah.
0: And then they did the whole prequel.
1: Yeah.
0: Where it all yeah. started yep. with the with the lichens. Yep, and yep, yep. that was like a legit, like, cool story. It's too bad they didn't have like Welcome the right to people our play.
1: fireside chat about vampires and werewolves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, by the way, has nothing to do with the show today.
1: Not a thing. Not even close. Not a thing. Yeah. But if you'd like to hear us wax poetic more about vampires yeah. and werewolves, check out our episodes from season one.
0: Yeah. Early season one. Early. Early. Uh, early. early. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't. It again if I, try. I don't want you to try it because that was perfect. <laughs> that's uh we are a take one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Yeah, we are. I don't think we've done one twice, have we? <laughs>
1: yes we did. Remember we had one mm. where we had uh
0: Oh yeah, had, all uh, the horrible failures. audio yeah. issues and we were yeah. like,
1: All right, here we oh, go. <laughs>
0: man, that's right. <laughs> oh,
1: Solamente uno. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Those were the days. That's uh no, I True Blood was good. I didn't watch it all. Like it was in passing for me more yeah. than anything. Yeah. You know, I'd come in and be like, what I miss? Oh, how did this person die? Yeah. You know, the would, governor's not alive yet? You know, I mean that's uh
1: I would probably give it another run through. I don't think I would. Maybe.
0: No. Nah, you're on your own on that one.
1: Well, I mean, that's, El Seed was pretty hot, so I would probably well, watch his yeah. seasons. I mean, yeah, sure. The season where Eric Northman is all lame. Oh my god. Yeah. That was the yeah. best. When he called uh, Sookie, Suki Snooky.
0: Snookie. Snooky. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Snooky. It's Suki. <laughs> <laughs> Worst name ever.
0: I um uh, The ending. I Had a lot of problems with, and 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 I don't have to do spoiler alert because it's a 15 year old show, yeah. Plus, yeah. Uh, but the fact that Stackhouse and Jessica didn't get together that that bothered me,
1: yeah. The fact that they that
0: Hoyt came back, yeah, that wasn't necessary. No, it I know wasn't. they wanted to do it because of the wedding, like I get it from a writer's perspective, like they she could have easily thing.
1: married anybody else, yeah, because it wasn't.
0: Like Technically Stackhouse, binding. Yeah. she could have married Stackhouse.
1: Yeah. And like you know. she said, you know, he was always there always. to give her what she needed when she
0: needed it. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I identified with Stackhouse, I think, because like he was the fool. Yeah. And I always had that like growing up, like, ah, it's just Frank. Yeah. Wild, crazy, goofy Frank. <laughs> you know, nobody ever takes you seriously, you yeah. know. Yeah. I'd like to think I was smarter in Stackhouse, but nah, probably not.
1: <laughs> I definitely yeah. wasn't
0: that good looking. I know that much, but well,
1: I mean, I that 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 is a a tough bill to fill. Yeah, Beal, Beal, Beal. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, That's before never- we get into the episode. I gotta say, this decaf coffee because I can't have caffeinated coffee. Same. This decaf coffee with mint cocoa. Yes. And a little splash of peppermint mocha creamer. Yeah. I I'll take this I'll take this drink every day of the week. Yeah. For those of you who drink black coffee, don't care. Yeah. Don't care what you're calling me. Yeah. Because I'm blissfully happy right now.
1: Yeah. I would not have steered you wrong.
0: No, you never do. No. Not with food and stuff like that. No. You got me dialed in. He'll eat anything. Just give it to him. <laughs> He'll drink anything. The just best give it to is
1: him. if I hand you something and you're like, what is this? I, I, my go-to is just eat it. Yeah. And you're like, I need to know what it is.
0: Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I have it in my head. I got to know. Yeah. Well,
1: I need to know. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's not like I'll spit it out. But, no. Yeah. No. So we got the Tolpa and golem today. We do episode 103hmm yeah mm-hmm. this is we a, do.
1: this is a nice bogo
0: yeah we've been kicking around these two topics for <laughs> since we started the podcast they've
1: been referenced well 103 times about
0: well referenced and we've moved this <laughs> we podcast have, a ton like have, oh uh, we're gonna have it season uh, one uh, this was gonna uh, be like the first uh, like first two months. And then I got I kicked aside. This has been this <laughs> this has been the can that's been kicked down the road for two years. Oh my years.
1: god! What was the other one we did that to that I wanted in season one, and we just did it like not too long ago. Oh, what were you? The Dybbuk. The Dybbuk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. So here we are, bloodthirsty, crazy as ever.
1: Back at the beginning. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you want to kick this off or do um, you want me to go or? I'll go. You'll go?
1: My sources uh-huh. um, people.howstuffworks.com. Uh-huh. Tulpa's idea that thoughts can come alive. It's
0: a popular site for us.
1: Uh, it's by Diana Brown, uh, wikihow.com.
0: Wikihow?
1: Wiki, wiki, how?
0: Wiki what? <laughs>
1: create a tulpa and somatosphere.net 2015 varieties of tulpa experiences, sentient imaginary friends, embodied joint attention and hypnotic sociality in a wired world. Mm. That's it. Yeah. No Britannica rolls off the tongue. Oh,
0: I almost forgot.
1: What did you forget? We also
0: have to congratulate your wonderful niece. Yes. On her performance today at Our the little Nutcracker. little
1: cherub. Yes. A
0: little cherub on the Nutcracker.
1: Yes. She that was adored. Yep.
0: Awesome job, Els. Awesome job.
1: Uncle Frank struggled in the uncomfortable seat to watch your performance. I got
0: an aisle seat You should get an aisle seat. I was rocking that. Yeah. Yeah. I see those people in the middle of that theater, and I'm just like, oh, <laughs> poor souls. <laughs>
1: like my brother and and uh oh just these big <laughs> sister-in-law <laughs> big
0: men just scrunched right up. Yeah. And you can just see you know, like
1: hating everything oh, about themselves, you know, and life.
0: No, but it's funny cuz you see some that just have some real joy. Like they yeah. see their kids up there or yep. whatever. And uh it just goes to show the stuff that parents do for their children. For their children. It's yes. it's sweet. Yes. It's really sweet.
1: Elsie was a bit bummed that Liam couldn't be there.
0: I know. That's adorable.
1: For her performance. Yeah,
0: that's adorable. (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: Her brother is seven months old now. (laughs) So I think that's asking a lot out of a seven month old.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seeing how they'd just be a bunch of shapes up there. Well, little past shapes. This is stupid. Yeah.
1: TV's better. (laughs) Like
0: my space. All right, so what do we got with the tulpa here?
1: So, the I guess the biggest point of reference, if you will, would be mm-hmm. an imaginary friend. Yeah. An imaginary friend can be a tulpa. Be but essentially, go. if you want to get down to what a tulpa is, it's the idea that given enough thought and focus, we can actually create real sentient beings and these beings or objects that are created in someone's imagination by visualization techniques Mm -hmm. are tulpas. So though tulpas aren't the same as imaginary friends or hallucinations, children tend to summon their imaginary friends and typically control them. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, kids usually know these imaginary friends are not real, although that doesn't lessen their emotional attachment to these companions. Now, um, at one time, having an imaginary friend was viewed as a detriment to a child's psychiatric health. Scientists have made major turnarounds, though. And now the thought is that children with imaginary friends are often more social, more creative, spend more time laughing and smiling, and are generally well-adjusted. Thank you. Thank you, Suvi, my imaginary friend.
0: Oh, that's right. Yours was Suvi. Suvi.
1: Yes. Who owned a diner, by the way? I mean, they said I made up her name, but imagine my parents' surprise when we were on our way to a family reunion. And it was up north near um, Canton and Potsdam. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we would go through Fort Drum. And it was as we were coming out of Fort Drum. And we were in the next town. Don't even know what. The name of the town was i looked over
0: was it just a three years
1: uh, yep maybe Lindsay. yeah but she would have been like you and i go ah! Litt-
0: littler than no <laughs> yeah yeah
1: i mean like one <laughs> and uh i go huh Suvi's diner and my parents just looked at each other and i go see i told you guys she was real and they just looked at each other and i go and she's a Thriving businesswoman. <laughs> oh my
0: god! <laughs> Your poor parents.
1: So, I think we sh- we should give a shout out to the best imaginary friend, Weems. Weems from Supernatural, hands down. H- hands down, one of the best. One He's of the best. Certainly one of the best air guitarists.
0: Are you kidding me? <laughs> one of the best episodes of that show. Yes, and probably one of the saddest.
1: Yes, yeah, a lot of, that, that episode was a roller coaster. It really was. all the emotions. Yeah. yeah, yeah yeah. So there the thought is an imaginary friend could help a child learn empathy, sharing and even nurturing skills. Mm. maybe. Mm. Uh, hallucinations on the other hand are uncontrollable by those who experience them. Often the hallucination can even exert control over that person, as in the case with someone with schizophrenia. Mm. And that describes their hallucinations where that person is being instructed to either harm themselves or others. Mm. And unlike imaginary friends, those experiencing hallucination can't just be make them stop or disappear. They often require medication, often for a lifetime, to cope with the hallucinations and the delusions. Mm. So where do tulpas fit in? Like imaginary friends, tulpas are entities generated entirely in the mind. But unlike imaginary friends, some believe tulpas think on their own, experience emotions, and have memories. Tulpas generate personalities, desires, and curiosities all their own quite separate from their host, French explorer and Buddhist Alexandra David Neal wrote that tulpas will eventually leave the host's body like a child leaves the womb. She herself claimed to have made a tulpa that grew more and more sinister until it eventually had to be destroyed. So what's really going on? Can our thoughts really come to life? And if so, what does this mean? If not, are people simply creating manifestations of their subconsciousness and then attributing it to another being, similar to the bicameral mind theory? There are so many possibilities in this idea and concept that we don't even know. So that led me down a path of, all right, Is there more on this whole Tulpa thing? Yeah, And there's actually instructions on how to create a Tulpa.
0: Oh, boy, here we go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh... Not sure how we feel about this. We don't
0: stand by these statements. We're just uh, communicating them over. Yeah. In case uh, things go wacky. Are we going through uncharted ground here?
1: We are in, in uncharted ground. Oh, boy. So part one, you need to think long and hard before you create a Tulpa. Because your tulpa will be a lifelong companion and will be with you for the rest of your life. Spend some time thinking about it because if you change your mind after creating a tulpa, you could get rid of them, but tulpas are people with their own personality and thoughts. Getting rid of a tulpa is killing them, and that means you would be killing a person. Making a tulpa isn't an easy decision. You need to plan out your tulpa. You need to plan their appearance. And they suggest that you probably don't use someone that you know for your tulpa. Mm. Like you can take bits and pieces, but you shouldn't make your tulpa reflective of, say, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. You should create an entirely different person. Mm. It shouldn't be based, uh, based on any real humans living or dead. And if you create a tulpa based off a fictional character, make sure to let your tulpa know that they are not that character. They just have their appearance. Because apparently that's super important.
0: You know who screwed up the tulpa rule? Who? Hugh Jackman in The Prestige. Yeah. Yeah. He broke that rule big time. But for the glory, you know.
1: I mean, dance justify the means, babe.
0: I freaking love that movie.
1: I know you do. So the other thing you have to do is plan your tulpa's personality. Yeah. You have to uh, think of the personality simply as a list of as many traits that you want your tulpa to have. Mm. Part two is visualization. Now you have to visualize this tulpa. Sit down and close your eyes. Essentially, you're meditating to try and visualize and create your tulpa. Mm Mm-hmm. Part number two, try to touch your tulpa in your imagination. Once you have achieved that, you've been able to visualize it, you can touch it, you can create a scent if that helps strengthen Mm. the connection. And then the next step would be to give your tulpa movement. Imagine how you would like your tulpa to move and walk, think about the gestures, etc., and Wonderlands is the fifth piece. If you want, you can create a place in your imagination called a Wonderland. And this is a place where you can work on your tulpa. And this will be the place that your tulpa will live. And you can be there too. Just imagine yourself there with the tulpa.
0: So this is like build a bear workshop?
1: For a tulpa.
0: For a tulpa. Correct. And yet the workshop, you just can only deal with your bear in the workshop. For a time. For a time.
1: For a time. Oh, till gets- you... Till you are able to part three narration, talk to your talpa. Mm. You can talk to them inside your mind or out loud. The subject matter doesn't doesn't matter at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Essentially, you just
1: need them to be able to talk. Um, they say you could use a method like parroting or puppeting, though some people find this uh, controversial. Many others believe that this can help a developing tulpa and encourage them to try to communicate.
0: I like how that part's controversial. Yeah. The rest of this stuff is just a bunch of fine mumbo jumbo. So
1: after your tulpa talks, you can choose a voice for them if they haven't created one themselves. So
0: a good tulpa would be every Thanksgiving, Bob's Burgers, when he talks to his turkey. Oh my
1: God, that would be perfect.
0: Is that a tulpa, basically?
1: Oh, it'd be great. Especially if he was independent, like he just appeared and you always had Thanksgiving Bob.
0: Okay. So it's right there by your side. Not once a year. No, all the times. All the times.
1: All the times. All right. Part four. Now you're going to check for sentience. Determine whether your tulpa is sentient. Close your eyes. Tell your tulpa you're opening your mind to them and imagine them walking through a door that leads into your subconsciousness. Mm -hmm. Your tulpa can now see your memories how you feel, and everything about you as a person. Don't do this right away. But wait until there is a trust between you and your tulpa so that your tulpa won't take this for granted. Signs of sentience. The tulpa talks back to you with full sentences and has their own opinions. They may communicate with you in other ways as well, such as through emotions. Mm -hmm. And your tulpa does things you didn't expect them to do. Part five. Moving your tulpa into reality.
0: Oh boy, here we go.
1: Go for a walk and imagine your tulpa following behind you. Do this until it starts to feel natural. Part six, visiting tulpa forums, because that's super important. So you can connect with others who have tulpas. You can read stories of the forum hosts and their Tulpe, learn more about creating and living with Tulpe. and there are many different guides and forums on the internet, some contain FAQs and Q and A's on Tulpa, which you can find very useful if you have any concerns or questions. So I read this and I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, now you're actually encouraging people to create essentially weird science.
0: Mm, I guess, I.
1: Because they took a bunch of pictures, ran it through a computer, yeah, and spit out Kelly LeBrock. Yeah, who, by the way, I
0: mean, by the way, if you are gonna go Tolpa,
1: I mean, that's
0: how you do it. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think they kind of broke the Tolpa. But I
0: think we all have to realize too that that didn't work out well at all. <laughs> the weird science thing. I mean, they got the girls at the end, but what a way to go through all that.
1: So then I stumbled across this article and I'm I'm not sure whether it was a psychologist. It, it was definitely a study. The the ep the, uh, the somatosphere.net article. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: So I was like, there's gotta be. There's gotta be somebody with some sort of.
0: I wanna read those forums.
1: So this article I'm referencing now represents a summary and discussion of key finding from 10 months of experimental cyber ethnography among tulpamancers and tulpas. Tulpas, a term reportedly borrowed from Tibetan Buddhism, are imaginary companions who are said to have achieved full sentience after being conjured through thought-form meditative practice. Human hosts, or tulpamancers, uh, mediate their practice through open-ended how-to guides and discussion forums on the Internet and experience their tulpas as semi-permanent auditory and somatic hallucinations. The term tulpa began circulating in the West in 1929 following the publication of Magic and Mystery in Tibet, Mystiques et Magiciens du Tibet, by the Belgian-French explorer Alexandra David Neal. The author, who reported observing the practice in Tibet, claimed to have created a tulpa of her own in the image of Friar Tuck. Often fully transcribed as sprul by sku from the Tibetan, um, I can't read it, the term can be translated as emanation or incarnation and is associated with the physical body, nirmanakaya. A tulpa is presently understood as, in the Tulpamancer community is a sentient being who becomes incarnate or embodied through thought form. Drawn from primarily urban, middle-class, Euro-American, adolescent, and young adult demographics, most Tulpamancers cite loneliness and social anxiety as an incentive to pick up the practice and report overwhelmingly positive changes in their individual and offline social lives.
0: That's not a shocker.
1: In addition to an array of new, unusual, but largely positive sensory experiences, these include, in order of frequency, auditory, tactile, visual, and olfactory sensations, raw thought, intuitive thinking, speaking with no words, and communicating with images, feelings, and music are also reported along with other nonverbal, non-narrative forms of interaction. One informant, for example, a Caucasian American young woman majoring in cognitive science at Midwestern University, reports being underdressed and cold as she was walking to class one morning. She explains that upon sensing that her host was cold, the TOPA took off his coat to place so she it had, on her.
0: She had the TOPA created already. Yes. Okay
1: placed it on her, the host's shoulders, producing a feeling of warmth and the distinct sensation that she was wearing another layer of clothing. Mm. Such reports of spontaneous help from tulpas in social, environmental, and professional situations abound and indeed seem to characterize the practice. Sexual and romantic interactions Here we are go. controversial topics in the community with a growing consensus tending to converge toward a taboo on the latter. Because tulpas are imagined, experienced, interacted with, and collectively validated as sentient persons with mental states, propositional attitudes, feelings, bodily sensations, biases, and preferences of their own, the issue of mutual consent is deemed crucial. Creating a tulpa for one's selfish enjoyment, as such, is understood to be just as unethical as seeking a one-sided, power imbalanced relationship of any kind.
0: No, it makes sense.
1: General possibilities of tactile and multi-sensory experiences inherent in the practice, however, indicate that the taboo was put in place to establish norms around a common or at the very least possible practice. Mm. In addition to imagined agents, Tulpamancer's mental constructs include spaces for Tulpa host interaction, usually termed mindscape or wonderland, Tulpas often assume human form, but many are imagined within a continuum of humanoid variations with gender-fluid, gender-neutral, or pan-ethnic traits. Essentially, they're a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Fandom culture drawn from fantasy-oriented genres also frequently prompts the forcing of non-human tulpas, such as elves, dragons, or imaginary creatures. A sizable but non Majoritar- majoritarian section of the community seems to have emerged from internet forums dedicated to brownies, the so-called highly unexpected adult male fans of children' cart- the children's cartoon series My Little Pony. Many tulpamancers thus report creating one or more pony tulpa. The community is primarily divided between so-called psychological and metaphysical Uh, explanatory principles. In the psychological community, neuroscience or folk neuroscience is the explanation of choice. Tulpas are understood as mental constructs and have achieved sentience. The metaphysical explanation holds that tulpas are agents of supernatural origins that exist outside the host's minds and who come to communicate with them. Of 118 respondents queried on the question, 76.5% identified with the psychological explanation and 8.5% with the metaphysical and 14% with a variety of other explanations, such as a mixture of psychological and metaphysical. Hmm. Several tulpamancers from both psychological and metaphysical communities report having had sentient imaginary friends for up to several years before finding out about tulpamancy. For one informant, the practice had been established in her family for several generations. Many tulpas from the psychological tradition, when interviewed separately from their hosts, also claimed to have been around in their host's consciousness before their hosts became aware of them through tulpamancy. Of 73 tulpamancers tested on this question, 37% reported that their tulpas felt as real as a physical person while 50.6% described their mental companions as somewhat real, distinct from physical persons, but distinct from their own thoughts. And 4.6% claimed extremely real phenomena where tulpas were indistinguishable from any other agent or person. Only those 46 claimed to hear and see their tulpas outside their heads. The median length of tulpamancy experience for these respondents was one year. Tulpamancers with two plus years of experience reported higher degrees of somatic experience.
0: It makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Holy shit!" They actually took like a scientific. Yeah, but approach I mean, how how
0: scientific it? can you make that? <clears throat> You're dealing with mental projections, mental images, mental creations. You're getting into some real just gray areas. In the grand scheme of things, do you think
1: I inadvertently created Suvi,
0: Suvi?
1: and well, she went on to achieve great things like owning a, a diner?
0: <laughs> we'll exclude the diner. Okay, you created Suvi. to Suvi, I? well, Suvi didn't or exist. Was
1: Suvi always there?
0: See, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. It's always there because that means in a sense that's creating you.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Yeah. You know, just cuz you well, you think you you think something out of thin air or are you saying Suvi just popped into your life one day?
1: Yeah, she just appeared one day.
0: I don't think so. Not to demean your experience or anything. I think you needed Suvi. I had a I had a imaginary friend Toby.
1: Toby and Suvi. Yeah. Wouldn't it be sweet if Toby and Suvi got got married? Like
0: if we met a Toby and Suvi and they were a couple and we were on vacation somewhere. Yeah. And And Suvi just happened to own a diner? No, (laughs) that's... A chain of diners?
1: Yes, because she's a businesswoman.
0: (laughs) She's got her head straight. (laughs) Takes shit from anybody.
1: She is not taking shit from nobody.
0: Yeah. But I, I look back and I I needed it mm-hmm. as a kid. I, I, I look back at it now where I'm at and it, I needed it for something. We were just talking about this mm-hmm. earlier before we were going to the nutcracker on smart people getting into cults. And mm-hmm. I was telling you, someone that I, I spoke to at a job about that. Yeah. and I'm like, how do smart people get into these things? And I was like, never underestimate the power of loneliness. Yeah. You just can't underestimate it. No, the power of loneliness is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It'll make people do
1: weird shit, the
0: craziest things
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'll ever see. Yeah, I mean, whether it's from being a brownie or mm-hmm. um, create an imaginary friend, mm-hmm. you know, it just shows how much of uh, a an importance it is for human beings to be social creatures. Mm -hmm. It's huge. It's literally the most important thing a human being could do is get socialized and become a social creature. Because if you're omitted that one way or another, Mm -hmm. either self omitted or omitted physically by, uh, you know, someone raising you, Mm -hmm. it can really do some, Some bad damage, you know, to where you can't hang out in crowds. Right. You can't hang around in crowded people, you know, a a crowd of people or a crowded place. A crowd of people. A crowd of people in a place with
1: people of lots.
0: I almost went robot there.
1: (laughs) 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 I am Frank's
0: online. (laughs) No, it's true, though. You see people that loneliness has affected them in one way or another. And yeah. I'm even just going something simple as, like, a, a widower. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do with all that time? You had this person in yeah. your life that was just integral. Yeah. You were just a, a puzzle piece yep. put together, you know, and you fit. It's then, not
1: uncommon in couples that have been together for decades mm. where when one passes, the other passes yeah. in quick succession. No, and I simply mean— Simply because it's—that that will to live died with— their, their significant other that
0: connection. Yeah. You wonder what kind of energies there. Or mm-hmm. Just any kind of, mm-hmm. cause even my great grandparents, my great grandmother lost her mind and we had her in a, a home. Yeah. But they died within months of each other mm-hmm. and they weren't around each other at all. Yeah. But they just,
1: that connection was there.
0: Y- you'd think, you know, yeah. I mean, it might be just coincidental. You don't know, but, but I think, yeah, someone lonely, you got to watch out you know, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of reasons for it. If you're lonely and by yourself, you don't have anybody to call you on your shit. It's true. You know, it's I mean, true. it's just like, I remember yeah. like, I, I look back, like I was so glad my friends were in my life when they were married and mm-hmm. everything was going in, in their lives and stuff. But I was able to hang into that. Cause if I was by myself, I would have made way worse decisions than the bad decisions I was already making. Way worse, um, sir.
1: Yeah. And you just,
0: you don't have anybody to call you on your crazy, you know, and just, and just pull you back. Yeah. You know, you could just sit there with a thought and if you're comfortable with somebody and just be like, yeah, you know, I was thinking of X, you know, or, or, but why, why, why are you doing that? Yeah, You know, and, and you're immediately pulled back. Like, yeah, no, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be doing that. I remember ads. you
1: bringing something up to me, and I don't even remember now what it was. And I just remember turning to you, and I go, do you think that's the best idea? Or do yeah. you think that's the best plan of action? You
0: you, ha- you have a saying when I'll come up with something way out of box,
1: mm-hmm.
0: way out of crazy, and you'll look at me and go, is that is that a good thing for you?
1: I know I've said it more than once. Oh, you said it a ton of <laughs> times
0: because I'm always going out. A, like I'm always going out. Is that a out, good thing you know? for you? Yeah. yeah. It just is that a good thing for you, and or you'll have like eight ways of, of saying it.
1: I don't think that's in our that's, best interest. Yeah, I've thrown that out You've a couple thrown times that, too. Yeah,
0: but that's our. Yeah. It's us.
1: That's when. That's when whatever your big idea. Yeah. I call them Frank's big ideas. They, <laughs> when they're going to impact both of us. <laughs> That's when I'm like, I don't think that's in our best interest. Yeah. But if Frank's big idea is just going to impact Frank. Fuck him. I'll I'll be like, (laughs) are you sure that's a good idea for you? Sure it's a good idea,
0: but I'm not going to step in front of you because I don't want any of that on me. That's, yeah. You think that's three times a year? There
1: was a period of time where it was at least once a month. And I was like, "What is happening here What
0: is I remember going on? <laughs> I remember when I met you, we were talking on the phone
1: uh-huh.
0: and we got together, mm-hmm. and Mom approached me one day. she goes, "I'm so glad you found her." And I was like, "Well, me too, Mom, you know she goes, she goes, "No, she knows how to handle you. <laughs> and I go. I didn't realize I was. I didn't
1: realize I needed a handler. I, I didn't
0: realize that I, I needed a handler. And she goes, no. She's like, she's like, you forget to eat. Yeah. She's like, you'll go days and you won't eat. You get caught in your head. Yeah. And you just get caught in your mind and your world. And, yep. And you know, and you just move fast. She's like, mm-hmm. and honestly, she's like, you move way too fast for me. <laughs> You know, she goes, I just, she said, I had a hard time raising you that way. Cause yeah. you just moved too freaking fast. Mm-hmm. I couldn't keep up. And, and, and I remember she's like, yeah, I, I had a talk with her. And I was like, just, just promise me one thing, Jennifer. She's like, just make sure he eats.
1: <laughs> no problem. I know.
0: And that's like your wheelhouse. That was like a gift from God. It's you're coming so through. It's like,
1: because you'll be doing something. And I know you're knee deep in it. So I'll just go in the kitchen. I'll grab something.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think, and, and I really want to know what it's like from your perspective, because like all of a sudden food just appears and you're like, oh, yeah, okay.
0: No, I can tell you exactly what happens in my mind with that. I realize how far out I am. Mm-hmm. Like that's, a, again, yeah. you have to have somebody that snaps you back in yep. reality. And it's little things like that. Like yeah. people don't understand. It's like just you putting a snack in front of me or a plate of food, a sandwich, or yeah. just like a cut up apple or something. Yep. It's, it's the nutrition thing. It's a deal, but it's also, oh, oh, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I got a life. I got bills. I got to pay. Yeah. I got, cause I'll forget about all that. Yeah. It'll all disappear. It'll yep. all go. I'm just that like phased out. Sunken, like just like eyes, deer, deer that in the head. Like, generally look, you know. happens
1: when you're playing a video game. You're, oh un- no, that's you're that's a given. Unreachable.
0: Yeah, that's a given. Yeah.
1: So I just throw stuff at I you.
0: remember one day I was playing a video game. and I'm sure women have done this to men countless times. I remember you were nude standing right next to the TV.
1: It was your boxing game. And, uh, yeah, you were playing it <laughs> in the apartment in Clifton Park. Yeah, yeah. I had walked out of the shower,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was nude, <laughs> and you were full on.
0: I didn't even know you were standing there.
1: No, I, I know. <laughs> I know, because I was like, let's see how long. Yeah. So I stood in the doorway. And that had to
0: have been so uncomfortable.
1: It, it was. I was. I was <laughs> grateful that the blinds were closed. <laughs> 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 and I stood there. For a long time. Yeah. And I finally had to move into your line, your your eyesight. I had to <laughs> actually physically get into your line of sight. And then you're like, oh, hi. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I forgot another person lives here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Speaking of another person living here.
0: There's another person that lives here. Did you create a tulpa
1: fucking? I thought I did.
0: No, you can't do that I shit.
1: Thought, I thought we were haunted. For a brief period of time, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you the list of experiences that happened where I was like, what is happening here? Mm -hmm. The linen closet door in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was open all the time. Yeah. And when I say all the time, like, I could go in there, close it, come out into the kitchen, go in, and like two minutes later, Mm -hmm. and the fucking door's open again. And I'm like, what is happening? So I'd close it again. I'd I'd make sure that, you know, the latch caught. Yeah. And then I was decorating and I had my phone with me Mm -hmm. and I had been listening to a podcast and I had turned the podcast off. Like I had just turned it off and I could hear voices. Mm. I could hear people talking. Is it outside?
0: Oh, could be. Is it in
1: here? And then it started to get a little louder. Mm-hmm. And I was in the bathroom at this time because I, I'm spiraling. I'm going from room to room. I'm like, where is this? Where is this sound coming from? Is it louder in here or is it louder in here? And finally, I realize the ghost is you. You're the one who's opening the, the limit closet door. You were listening to a stupid guitar video on YouTube. Because <laughs> I was like, first it's people talking, then it's music. And I'm like, what is happening here? So I told my sister, I go, fun fact, thought the house was haunted. Turns out the ghost is Frank. Because <laughs> I was giving her the list of phenomena. As they were occurring to me. Yeah. And she's laughing hysterically. Yeah.
0: Well, it's kind of funny because I say this all the time. Your family is like a glutton for it. You instantly jump to paranormal. Yep. Yeah. It's a ghost. Yep. It's haunted. Yep. It's whatever. Yes. Heaven forbid you live with another human being. That's crazy. So I'm not saying I'm sane. I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. But at least I know I'm going to rule out the other person. Yeah. I'm not just going to jump to...
1: Well, here's the thing. The thing with the linen closet door, there were times it was happening when you were not home. So you couldn't...
0: Yeah. I you did it could, before I left.
1: You couldn't be 100% responsible. But I also have a cat who's like, what does this do?
0: Kink! Yeah. Can- yeah.
1: So, yeah. Well... Um, so that was a yeah. fun...
0: Yeah. I, see, that's where I think like creating the tulpa mm-hmm. is opening the door for an evil force to come into your I life.
1: Agree. I agree. I agree. I think
0: that's all it is. Mm-hmm. I hate to simplify it. I always seem to simplify it into something like that, but like-
1: I think it definitely would put you at risk. I think any time you, anytime way you risk, open up yourself- Especially
0: when you give it power. Yeah. Like you give it power. Yeah. Damn, that's a, yeah. that's a bad road to go down. Yep real bad road you just you just letting things in that shouldn't be in there agreed yeah crazy
1: so tell me about the golem
0: the golem yeah it's clay thing done no
1: okay cool all right
0: no i got uh (laughs) let's see Mm jewishvirtuallibrary.org and mythology.net and just kind of cruised around some other stuff but it's a uh, jewish tradition Mm -hmm. the the Golem is most widely known as an artificial creature created by magic. Yes, often to serve its creator. These yes. two topics, hand in hand. Yes. So especially well known are the idols and images to which the ancients claim to have given the power of speech. Among the Greeks and the Arabs, these uh, activities are sometimes connected with uh, astrological speculations related to the possibility of drawing the spirituality of the stars. To lower beings, yeah, this is an old, old idea.
1: It really is. It's a very there's old actually idea. a good movie. Well, there was a good movie. I yeah. don't know if it's still on Netflix on account of they take things off mm-hmm. and put things back on. And yeah. I, I suppose they have an order, but it seems yeah. entirely random and arbitrary to me. And it is called Gollum. Yeah, and it was, it was very good. As far as w- representing, representing what that. it is and yeah. how it's created,
0: I that was during the era. I don't remember. It much was, of that,
1: it was, but it yeah. was good.
0: The word golem appears only once in the Bible, and that's in Psalms one thirty nine sixteen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in Hebrew, it stands for shapeless mass. The Talmud uses the word as unformed or imperfect, and according to uh, Talmudic legend. Adam is called Gollum. Okay. Meaning body without a soul. Yes. And for the first 12 hours of his existence, so to speak. Uh, The Gollum appears in other places in the Talmud as well. One legend says the prophet Jeremiah made a Gollum. However, some mystics believe the creation of a Gollum has symbolic meaning only, like a spiritual experience following a religious rite. Okay. So the Book of Creation... I'm not even going to try the name.
1: We're just going to (laughs) move. I'm just going to move on. We're just going to move on. (laughs) Write a sad poem in our journal. (laughs) The
0: Book of Creation. (laughs) Okay. Often uh, referred to as a guide to magical usage by some Western European Jews in the Middle uh, Ages, contains instructions on how to make a golem. Yes. Several rabbis and their commentaries on the Book of Creation have produced different understandings of the directions on how to make said Gollum. Most versions include shaping the Gollum into a figure resembling a human being and using God's name to bring him to life, since God is the ultimate creator of life. Yes. So according to one story, to make a Gollum come alive, we're just giving bad advice today.
1: We really are. um,
0: One would shape it out of soil and then walk or dance around it saying combination of letters from the alphabet and the secret name of God. I won't I won't say that. Okay. We'll keep this. We'll keep us.
1: Doesn't matter, babe. I gave him step-by-step instructions we'll keep on us, how to create a We'll keep bus. us legally
0: out <laughs> of things, you know. So to kill the golem, the, its creators would walk in the opposite direction. Yes. Saying and making the order of the words backwards. Yep. Other sources say once the golem had been physically made, one needed to write the letters Elf, Mem, Tav, which is Emmet, and means truth, mm-hmm. on the golem's forehead. And then uh, the golem would come alive. Erase the elf and you are left with mem and tav, which is met, meaning death. Yes. So that's the instructions. You can look them up. <laughs> Any way to bring a golem to life was to write God's name on parchment and stick it on the golem's arm or his mouth. One would remove it to stop. Yep. So there's often in... Uh, Ash- Ashkenazi, Hasidic lore. I hope I pronounced Ashkenazi? that Ashkenazi? Ashkenazi, yeah. Hasidic lore. The golem would come to life and serve his creators by doing tasks assigned to him. The most well-known story of the golem is connected to Rabbi Judah Lo Ben Bezalel, the maharal of Prague, 1513 to 1609. It was said that he created a golem out of clay to protect the Jewish community from blood li- libel and to help out doing physical labor, which just cracks me up. You know what? Maybe, maybe there's a way out of all this hard labor.
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get some clay. Yep.
0: Since Golems are extraordinarily strong, another version says it was close to Easter in the spring of 1580, and a Jew-hating priest Gotta love those, mm-hmm. was trying to incite the Christians against the Jews. So the golem protected the community during the Easter season. Both versions recall the golem running amok, threatening innocent lives, you know, dogs yeah. and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> so Rabbi Laurel removed the divine name, rendering the golem lifeless. A separate account has the golem going mad, running away. No Ghostbusters references. Several sources attribute the story to uh, Rabbi Elijah of Kelm uh, saying, Rabbi uh, uh, Loew, one of the most uh, outstanding Jewish scholars of the uh, 16th century who authored numerous books on Jewish law, philosophy, and morality, would have actually opposed the creation of the Golem. So it's been a popular figure in the arts in the past few centuries, with both Jews and non-Jews. Mm-hmm. In the early 20th century, several plays, novels, movies, musicals, and even a ballet were based on the golem. Okay. The most famous works uh, where golems appear were Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Karel mm-hmm. Capek's R.U.R., uh, where the word robot comes from. Believe it okay. or not, Isaac uh, Bashevis uh, Singer's uh, The Golem and The X Files. I remember the X-Files. That was a cool episode. Today, there's even a Gollum museum in the Jewish quarter of Prague.
1: Oh, that would be cool.
0: It'd be awesome.
1: When are we going to Prague?
0: (laughs) Hopefully soon. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes uh, someone who is large but intellectually slow is called a Gollum. Okay. Which I never knew. Other civilizations such as the uh, ancient Greeks have similar concepts. So... You know, you got this uh, kind of giant handmade monster. Right. It's usually enslaved to a, uh, a rabbi or a magician. Yep. Uh, although they're born to serve, a few of them have outgrown their masters mm-hmm. and unleashed disasters in their native homes. Uh, we'll get back to, you know, physical description. Mm-hmm. kind of just bioing things out. It's a crude clay figure, usually shaped like a human. But since they're often enlisted to do manual labor or fight in battles, they're built with these massive proportions. Right. So that's where you see like the arms, legs, and bodies that are just like thick, full Hulk of power. smash. Yeah. While their uh, heads are small mm-hmm. and close to their bodies, sometimes their heads have no faces, but eyes, mouths are common too. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them have uh, gemstones or intricately carved eyes. And they also might have spells engraved on their forehead. Yes. On the surface, golems don't seem to have much of a personality. They are slaves to their creators, which is a bit different than and the Tolpa. The yeah. And they are thoughtlessly obedient. Again, very different. Indeed, they can be quite unintelligent, so their masters have to give them very detailed instructions about what to do. Otherwise, these clumsy giants could just make these dangerous mistakes. Mm-hmm. Some stories describe uh, golems as warlike creatures. In a few cases, they managed to shake off their masters and develop their own plans. And again, destruction and mayhem. Mm -hmm. It always seems to go wrong with the golem, always. You don't hear really good stories about him, like a success story. Like it was all all going to shit (laughs) until Rabbi made that golem.
1: Yeah, I will say in the movie, uh, the golem, the village, if I'm remembering correctly, was constantly under attack. Yeah i I believe it was other forces trying to come in, you know, like take their mm-hmm. take their land, take their money, et cetera, et cetera. yeah, so this woman, which was forbidden, uh she had been learning the Kabbalah, which mm-hmm. is forbidden for women. Mm-hmm. and when they were having all of these issues, she, went to one of the, the meetings, the, one of the rabbinical meetings. And she's like, listen, we do have, we do have an answer for this. And she brought up the golem and all of the rabbis were like, no, under no uncertain circumstances, are we doing that? So they had a particularly bad night and she's like, fuck this shit. I'm out. And she created a golem and he did help. But as got he went the way that golems go, yeah, and Hulk smash, <laughs> she had to, uh, <laughs> and they were like, "You got to get rid of the golem." Yeah, and she didn't want to. She was very much it's
0: my baby.
1: Essentially, yeah, she it's very much had a maternal yeah, connection I with that. it. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, they finally, she finally had to uh, mm. get rid of her golem. Oh boy. I think it was her husband who was like, "It's not the real." And she's like, "What are you talking about it's not The real. town
0: is gonna burn us alive. Yes. stop. Yes Enough.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So uh, they don't seem to have many talents. Again, super large, super strong. Many of them grow continuously, get larger and stronger as they age. Beyond this though, they don't have any special abilities of their own. It's pretty straightforward. Yep. Uh, however, because golems are created by magicians, they often have these extra magical charms, weapons, amulets. Those are in some stories. Uh, the Golem of Prague wore a magical am- amulet that could make him invisible when he wanted.
1: Nice. For example.
0: And uh, his master also taught him a spell that allowed him to summon dead spirits to his aid. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully that's only by request. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Again, once you go self aware, yeah, you know, Skynet's on, yeah, hang on. Why to the wouldn't handlebars. he just
1: always have a dead army, yeah, just so that he's not alone? It's like, come on, guys, many hands make light work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the town wants to burn you down. Uh, so over the years, various magical and spiritual texts have described the Gollum creating process. All sources agree that the first part. Again, just to reiterate, it's to build this giant humanoid creature out of clay. And when it comes to the, you know, bring the creature to life, the instructions vary. It gets complicated.
1: Well, yeah. This is
0: why it goes off the rails. It's not clear cut.
1: No. You
0: know, so some sources claim magicians should dance around the creature, like we said before, singing the letters of the alphabet, secret the name of God. And then when they reach a state of ecstasy from all their singing and dancing, the creature will come to life.
1: Yahoo!
0: Yeah, yeah. It's the peak. And then to destroy this type of golem, you got to corner the beast, dance around it again, and sing the same incantation backwards. Backwards. I like it. Corner it. Yeah. Hey, over here.
1: Nothing goes wrong when you corner a beast. Yep.
0: And as we described earlier, inscribe uh, the word for truth on the head. Yep. And then, you know, back it off and go to death. uh, Again, the the paper names. Um, The oldest known golem was created by Prophet Elijah, and uh, the various letters mentioned in Elijah's golem describe the incredible works that it undertook at Elijah's bidding. However, Elijah realized that the beast would never stop growing. It's like, shit, this is gremlins, yeah. you know. <laughs> and he became afraid of it and removed the magical scroll in its he probably
1: forehead. probably got it wet and fed it yeah. after midnight.
0: We went through the golem of Prague.
1: Yes, we did. There's
0: the golem of uh, Vilna, I believe it is. Rabbi Viln Gan. Yeah. Uh, he attempted to make a golem. Other legends formed around rabbis that uh, uh, rabbis after they were dead. Uh, according to the rabbi, he began creating a giant clay creature to fight the forces of evil who threatened Jer- Jerusalem. But he received a message from God telling him to stop his work. Uh, way to go, Rabbi! Yeah, just remember who's in charge there. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Do you think God was like, just don't?
0: <laughs> hey, hey, look. I know you're. I know you're under. I know
1: you're, you're under, under a, lot a lot of stress, of stress and pressure. You got a
0: lot of things going on, but trust me. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> <laughs> Just listen.
1: <Yeah>. Just listen. <laughs> Just listen. Don't do this. <laughs> don't do it as bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's uh, yeah. It, it's an old. It's an old idea. It's very old. Yeah. And I I love these kind of old idea stories. Mm-hmm. And, how they keep going and like in fantasy worlds, they thrive. I mean, again, this is the whole like Frankenstein bit, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. is in this, Mm -hmm. um, the alchemist, Mm -hmm. uh, and even in games and role-playing games. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon have this stuff, you know, I mean, it's, uh,
1: I love me some good old Jewish mysticism. I think it's just amazing
0: how ideas just keep going. Yeah. And they don't lose steam, you know, or they lose steam and then they, for whatever reason, they get picked up. Right. It's either a work of art or or something to that. A fact. A fact, yeah. you know, um, some sort of art or some mm-hmm. sort of, um, you know, just just mechanism, mm-hmm. period. And, and they just spark right back up. Yep. And it'll be... I think, I, you know, people like to make their existence so important and so valuable. Right. You know, or not val just valid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But the fact is, it's like I have a great comfort that after I'm gone, no one's going to know much about me. I'm just going to kind of fade off in the ether. Yeah. Like many, many right millions. Right off in the sunset. Yeah. Millions, billions, yeah. and billions of people. But you have these ideas that... They're going to go on a long time after this. Yeah. They were here long before we got here, here, and they're going to
1: be long after we're gone. Yeah.
0: Here we are, two jokers in central New York talking about this. Yeah.
1: So, do you want to know why I had these two things on my list?
0: I really do. Okay. Because I held off for a long time because I figured it'd be good talk about it, and I always know there's a reason.
1: So, fun fact
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Slender Man. Yeah, could be classified as a current tulpa. Yeah, because people are now writing on forums, mm-hmm. Reddit boards, mm-hmm. subreddits about their encounters with the Slender Man. Yeah, and the thought behind it is there are so many people reading about it on the internet, there are so many people thinking about it on the internet that they have inadvertently brought it. Mm. into being, if you will. Same thing with the Wraith, the uh, Black-Eyed Children. Mm. And there is also a group that are like, maybe even the Men in Black from the whole Mothman. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting how, and I get it, you know, like you're reading about this stuff mm-hmm. and you've got... Hun- it starts with, you know, just a handful of people reading about it. Yeah. And then you get up to dozens and then you're in hundreds and then you're in thousands. Yeah. Then you're in the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. Now you've got all of these people talking about this concept and this idea. And all of a sudden, because prior to the articles online, on the Slender Man, there is no reference. There's no sort of entity, anything like it. Yeah. And it isn't until the story of the Slender Man is put out on the internet and people stumble across it Mm -hmm. and come across it, and now people are actually reporting Slender Man incidences.
0: Like sightings or yes. really yes, that's fascinating.
1: Yes, yes. Also, Hat Man, the Plaid Man, um, or Flannel Man.
0: Flannel Man.
1: It's essentially the same thing. It's an entity that wears a red and black, usually checked shirt.
0: Mm-hmm. You see him at fairs.
1: I was I was listening to a podcast, and there were two or three people that had brought up. These, does he, these uh, flannel man stories. Does he
0: drink IPAs at the local... Uh,
1: no. No. Yeah. He's like your typical, like, I want to say like Old West. Yeah. Just, and it's like the buffalo check plaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually saw the flannel man. I saw the flannel man when I was at my ex's house and I was looking out the kitchen window. I was doing the dishes, and he walked across the corner of the property with a with a little kid. Mm-hmm. Same little kid who scared the shit out of me when I was sleepwalking and woke up in the bathroom, and mm-hmm. he was standing in the bathroom staring at me. I was like, I'm just going to go back to bed now. <laughs> I know, right, bud? <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, holy shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have seen the flannel man. I've seen The Hat Man, but I have not seen Slender Man.
0: See, I think these are old ideas of demons at work.
1: Could very well be. With all
0: the demonology stuff that mm-hmm. I've investigated, Brad, mm-hmm. and, and all that. I think this is like Demonology 101. Mm-hmm. I think that's what Slender Man and like, all that stuff is. I think that's... Uh, you know maybe the lower footmen of demons <laughs> you know they
1: Well I mean there is a demon hierarchy and there are uh, Well there has to be. There's like foot soldiers. Yeah. They they've got like pawns, they've got like bishops except they call them like princes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh I mean at the end of the day you don't know. No. But this is what I explain to people when you, we you know I start breaching this type mm-hmm. of topic. Mm-hmm. Is do you believe in evil? Yeah. Let's just not even get into the whole good thing yet. Yeah. Do you believe in evil? Because once you believe in evil, you have to start figuring out where evil comes from. Yeah. And you got to f- start figuring out where where it resides, where mm-hmm. it hides. Mm-hmm. What does it do? Mm-hmm. How does someone become bad?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because the best people can go bad. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. There's just story after story after story. And then that's where you start bringing in the idea of evil. And I think for somebody, I'm not trying to convert any kind of mind or anything, but, Mm -hmm. but the moment you start realizing evil, the power of evil, where it comes from, you immediately have to go over to there's a good side. Yeah. So the same thing where people become good. How does a person who's been a criminal their whole life,
1: mm-hmm.
0: been terrible,
1: mm-hmm.
0: committed murder?
1: Yep.
0: All that and then all of a sudden, snap of a finger. Yeah. Snap of a finger esque. Yes. They just become
1: Turn it around. This
0: being of light. Yeah. You know, this being of just bright, vibrant light, joy, mm-hmm. hope. You know, all these uh all these tag lines, I hate to say, but but they're but they're true words with teeth to them. They're, they yep. mean something. Yep. You know, a person with hope is positive. Yes. A person with joy is positive. Mm-hmm. A person with kindness and forgiveness is positive. Yes. Um, and you see somebody that was that exact opposite
1: well, become they... that.
0: So now you've got to realize that there is a, you've got to entertain the idea of a force out there. Yes. Or forces. says. Yes. And I, I just, I, I've seen too much in my life to not push it away from me.
1: Well, there's a you yin know. and a yang in the universe. There's balance, and for that to happen, you have, you can't have the light without the dark. You can't have good without the bad. Like these things, they they go together.
0: They really do. Like I mean,
1: chocolate and peanut butter.
0: <laughs> but no, it's it's also a, a sense of how to deal with life and how to. Yeah. Realize that you have something good. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is where people that chase that kind of like utopia idea. It's like you're missing the whole, whole ship point. Yeah. You're missing the whole boat. That yeah. boat went offshore and you're not even on it. You can't even see it. The whole fact is, is you need these bad things and it's terrible that it happens to people. Yes. It really is. But these bad things do bring out things that you need to consider or mm-hmm. things that yeah. you need to pay attention to. There's a reason yeah. that all of this happens around. It's not, you know, there's that saying, God doesn't work in straight lines. It's freaking true. Yeah. It's this roundabout scenic way of going things. Yeah. And I'm not going to get into the minutia of is God doing things on purpose or not or anything. That's up to you mm-hmm. to decide. But the fact is, is there is a dark and there is a light. Yes. You know, or a void. Yeah. There's a void in a light, not even just to get into any kind of colors, just well, a void. You can't and,
1: have night without day,
0: you know, but you also look at how people get into these just mm-hmm. terrible situations and, and how they become just literally heartless, mean people. I look at it all the time, like drug abuse. Like yeah. you want to see how bad a person can turn. Yeah. Watch someone who's just addicted to drugs. Yeah. They'll do things that normal they people never would, have, would done. have never done
1: or they never would have done. They would to- have
0: never done. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. That's why you see these families on these like interventions that are just, yeah. they're dying inside because it's just literally, it's killing everything around them. Yes. It's not just them. Yeah. It's the families yeah. and people don't get that with drug, you know, people that are, addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. and let drugs rule their life. It's not just their life that's getting ruined. Right. And I always hear that from people. It's like, well, it's their own life. Let them fuck it up. It's like, no, there's a mother there. There's a father there. There's a sister, a brother. Yeah. There's a grandmother that's getting her social security check stolen.
1: Or her pain medication. No,
0: exactly. You know, her pain medication that she needs because she's lived 70 years and just deserves not to be in pain anymore. Yeah. You know, and it just goes to show you don't deserve anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you get what you can get and you feel blessed and and happy that you got it. Yeah. But you don't deserve it. No, you don't deserve shit. You know, that's, that's how hard life can be. Yeah. And when you see someone who's addicted to drugs and it's ruling their life, there's just this, it's like a a, a wasteland around them, you know, like a, a nuclear bomb dropped off and, and it's affected the family and it's affected relatives and friends and I, I've seen it countless times in my own life of it just going on, and it's sad. It's terrible, and you see the evil, just the yes. evil that's right playing at hand. Yeah, it's right you know? there, and and you see where they're possessed by it, literally, because they're like, I don't want to do this, mm-hmm. and they just don't know how to say no. They don't they know have how to. to. It's they not, just it's feel not that like they there's, want
1: to. They have. To. They
0: feel like they're in track, you know. Yeah. And I just, oh, or, you know, I'm worthless. Nobody loves me. Blah yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it, it's you it's hear terrible. That a lot. It's terrible. It yep. really, really is. But at the end of the day, it's true. They're the only ones that can save themselves. It's
1: true, and it should be noted. And I've heard it several times. I don't know who it's actually attributed to. Like, I don't know if it was a person or a philosopher or something Mm -hmm. where they say, you know, like attracts like. And you can, if you're surrounding yourself with just negativity and negative people, a bunch of bad shit's going to start happening to you and things are going to be bad. Converse of that if you surround yourself with positive people and positive experiences and positive things, it's all contagious. of a sudden you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty freaking good. Yeah. Things are pretty freaking great. So if you happen to be one of those people and you're spiraling, maybe just take a second and just take a look at who you're surrounding yourself with.
0: No, but I mean, that's the tough part of where evil takes a hold of you because you sit there and you're like, you know what? Um, I'm going to join a group like that and they're going to know I'm a fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's where you just you're you're it's taken hold in you and you're beating yourself up, you know, and you'll come up with eight million excuses. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not good enough for that. You know, I, I that type of group, they'll see right through me. They'll see I'm a, a failure. And, you know, it just it it's a tough it really is. It's a tough thing to see. Mm -hmm. I can say it from experience on certain things. I mean, like, I remember when I was really depressed and just being around positive people. It's like, I can't fake this. Like, I'm just unhappy. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I just had to figure out why I'm unhappy. Mm -hmm. And it was like, also, like, I was just talking about this with coworkers the other day, like quitting quitting booze and and everything, you know. Then I realized why. I was smoking cigarettes, why I was drinking, why I was doing drugs recreationally Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. There was a reason I was doing it and it had nothing to do with the reason that I thought it was. Right. Which was just to be social, hang out and have fun with everybody. It was part of it. Yeah. But it wasn't the real reason. Right. The real reason was I just had a hard time existing In a situation that I was in like that, whether it was just stress from work or stress to be, I hate to say it, even stress just being a good partner for you. You know, there was times where it just like, it's not, it wasn't just that, but Mm -hmm. all of it together just becomes stress and people don't, um, I'm sorry. It just, as much as I hear people say, oh, we got to be there for people that are having a hard time. It's like, you're not, Yeah. you're just not. Yeah. Saying it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Putting a little fucking picture on your social media doesn't fucking do anything. No. But what'll do something is, hey, why don't you hang out tonight? Wanna watch a movie? Yeah. And if they keep saying no, that's fine. But at least you're You're there. You're
1: attempting. Yeah.
0: You're there and they know you're there. Trust me, that that sinks in.
1: Yeah. Eventually.
0: Oh, certainly. Certainly. And then here's the thing that you gotta accept. Is that some people just get in a hole they can't crawl out of?
1: Also true. And it goes
0: back to what we were saying before, and the larger picture, the galactic, the the spiritualistic, all of it. You need that bad to see how great you have it.
1: Right. Yes.
0: It balances out at the end. Yes. And I know for the ones that are victims of things, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, you know that's a bunch of horseshit, but but it's true. Yes. You know, and even yeah. through the baddest of circumstances, it unites family members yep. together that would never talk to each mm-hmm. other. Um, there's a, a just a whole myriad of things that we're going to get into that with future episodes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, and we we're, got ex- some good things coming we're excited out. to talk about that kind of stuff, because uh, where we're at now, one announced episode coming up. Yes. And then what we're going to have is a series of what we're well, should we call them stocking stuffers?
1: We're gonna stuff your stockings. (laughs) We're gonna, I'm gonna break your stocking with my stuffings.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we're we're gonna come out uh, with just a couple little small small dealies uh, snippets. Yeah, little snippets. Uh, We don't know boner
1: episodes. (laughs) (laughs) They're stocking stuffers.
0: You know. Yeah. So it's just uh, little shorts uh, that we're just gonna pop out. No set schedule. Except our official last episode of this year. Yes. For season two.
1: Yes. Cult of the month.
0: Cult of the month, baby. And we got a good one. <sighs> a Good one to close it down. What do we got?
1: Children of God.
0: Yes. Yes. I So glad we're closing the year on this one.
1: This one this one stung a little. You know. Not going to lie.
0: Yeah. Crazy thing. It's still going.
1: <sighs> it's still going. I know
0: it's not under the children of god but we'll get into that I don't, next I don't week like but it. <laughs> yeah yeah the uh and and just to let everyone know we got a ton of books on scientology and we're reading up and yeah we uh like we said we're um going to break that out because yeah, scientology was too big so yep. We're going to do an episode on L. Ron Hubbard. We're going to do an, an episode, episode on
1: the Sea Org. On
0: the Sea and and Org. An episode on
1: Fair Game, yes. et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yeah, so. Et
1: cetera, et cetera. Because
0: apparently, y'all like yourself some Scientology. Woo! That episode went through the rough, uh, and we're happy to hear it. And we didn't get any... Contact from Scientology. Because
1: we're though. nobodies, babe. No, I if think. If we had a huge presence well, and we, if we had like millions of downloads, that would get their no, attention. And
0: that's that's kind of what proves my point.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, but we keep growing and growing and growing. Eventually, and at some point. At some point. That's what Yeah. Like I hope the podcast gets to a point where we're large enough and then they'll come out and say something. I'd be like, motherfucker. We were talking shit about you a year, two years yeah. ago.
1: We have so many episodes yeah, about yeah, you guys. Yeah,
0: you guys are just uh, knocking on the door now. You know, sleaze balls. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, children of God next Monday, and then after that we're doing some random, uh, random stocking stuffers. Mm-hmm. And um, we thank you so much for coming in and listening to us every week, and the new folks that are come and welcome. Uh, so glad to have you listen, listening to us. Yeah. And if you could pass this off to a friend, uh, just either text the link to, uh, the podcast or share it on your social media presence. Yeah. Uh, we'd appreciate it. Cause we, as you notice, don't have ads. We don't do the ads deal and, uh, we don't market at all other than word of mouth. No, And those who have shared Thank you so much because yeah. we had an awesome year this year. We
1: did. Very awesome. We did, awesome. you guys. Yep. Some of you OGs, you you have a very special place in my heart. Oh, yeah. And you newbies, <laughs> welcome to the party. Yeah.
0: Thanks Buckle for, up. Keep your for, hands
1: and feet inside the vehicle at all times.
0: Thanks for being horror fanatics. And uh, we have basically, in so many words, we doubled our uh, listenership and downloads Yeah, uh, from last year. Yeah. across the board, every month we doubled, yep. um, and peaked this year, which is just, it's it's nice, it's 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 cool. It uh, is. But I mean, we're not lying. We would do this if just no one was listening. So we would, because uh, this
1: is the shit we talk about.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 a lot of fun for us. So with that being said, rule number one:
1: <sighs> No Ouija boards. I don't know how many times I have to say it.
0: Well, you're going to have to say it pretty much... Like a million times. Every episode. Yeah, Yeah. I know. You know, you're on the hook for that. Yeah. I still
1: stand by it. No dolls.
0: No dolls? None. Okay. Three? No capes. Four?
1: No blood rituals. Five? No cults, satanic or otherwise. Six? No apathy. You need to act to help enact a positive change in this world. Small steps. Pay for the coffee of the person behind you. Yeah. Pay for the... The groceries or whatever, or the person behind you. It's
0: a good idea. Seven.
1: Don't let the black-eyed children in. Don't look at them. Don't engage. Just don't engage. No. They're dead to you.
0: And last but not least.
1: Just listen.
0: Yeah. So, with that being said, thanks for uh, listening. We love yous. We do. And uh, we hope you have a lovely day. A wonderful week,
1: And make good choices. Take care of Thank you.